The fear and the discomfort are not a requirement for you to do the actions to get to where you want to go. I think a lot of people hold on to those feelings because they think that they need to hold on to them for some reason. Like it's going to be different for everyone. However, you can drop those feelings and still get to where you want to go. Welcome to the Badass Lightworker Podcast. My name is Ella Sang, and I'm a spiritual life and business coach, master manifester, and lover of all things woo. If you are a spiritual entrepreneur or leader looking to own your purpose and truth to make massive impact in this world, then you've found the right place. It is my mission to empower badass, ambitious lightworkers to embrace their soul purpose, shine their light online with confidence, and manifest their most soul-aligned business in life. You deserve to create your dream reality, and this podcast will give you all the spirituality, manifestation, mindset, and business tools to make it happen. Get ready to raise your vibration big time and to raise the vibration of this entire planet with your light. You with me? Hey, hey, Badass Lightworkers. Welcome back to another episode of the Badass Lightworker Podcast. Now, I hope that little bit of a sneak peek to today's episode in the beginning piqued your interest because I'm so excited to share with you today's podcast interview. So I had the pleasure of interviewing Brooke Alexander. Brooke is a master certified in NLP, hypnotherapy, time techniques, EFT, and life and success coaching. She supports the new wave of millennial leaders to become standout coaches and her platform inspires and motivates hundreds of people to create their own future by design and step into a new world of possibility simply by showing up as their most authentic selves. I personally align so much with Brooke's mission and what she's doing in the world. It's absolutely amazing. And Brooke has been practicing manifesting on purpose for many years and has been able to use what she's learned to create a life that she loves and show others how to do the same. She's currently in the process of creating a certification program to share the modalities that have changed her life with as many people as possible. And it is her mission to be an example of the possibility of self-belief and achievement. This woman has such beautiful energy, such amazing wisdom when it comes to mindset mastery and manifestation. And in this interview, we chat all about why mindset work is so important. We deep dive into NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, the subconscious mind, Brooke's manifestation process, and advanced manifestation principles to help you manifest your best reality. So without further ado, let's jump into this interview so that you can listen to all the goodness. I am so excited to have on the Badass Lightworker podcast today, Brooke Alexander. Thank you so much for coming on today, Brooke. You're so welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! So to start off, can you please tell us more about who you are, what you do in your business, and how you shine your light in the world? Yeah, so my name is Brooke, as you just mentioned. (laughs) Um, I currently live in Toronto, Canada, soon to be moving back home to Australia. I am an NLP practitioner and hypnotherapist. I use those modalities in my business. I help coaches start their coaching businesses and their brands. So I really help coaches who want to step up and be in front of audiences, like speaking in public, podcasts, YouTube channels, um, all of those kinds of things is what I do. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And NLP and hypnotherapy are my favorite things in the world. I'm obsessed. Mm -hmm. Um, I do single sessions where I help people with 
um, hypnosis and getting over fears or phobias and addiction and stuff like that. So it's just, there's just so much good stuff in it. And I just, I love it. Yeah. I'm completely on the same page, girl. I <laughs> live for this stuff. And so mindset mastery is obviously like a key component then in your business and what you help people with. And why do you think mastering your mindset is so important? Because I'm not sure about you, but for me, like in my entrepreneurial journey, you know, in the beginning, I've always been fascinated with mindset, but for a while I was under the belief that, Oh, if you talk about mindset, that's just like the fluffy stuff because everybody is into the strategy, the systems and things like that. But more and more now, like I know for myself, for my clients, and just even looking at the coaching space, I know that mindset mastery is so important. So why do you think that is? Because we live our minds, we live our lives, sorry, from our minds. And there's two, there's two ways we live our lives, in our head and out in reality. Reality doesn't happen in our head. Reality happens out in the physical world. There's like, that is just how it works. Mm -hmm. However, we think that reality is happening in our head. So we create stories, we create reasons, considerations, excuses, like all this stuff in our head. And we live by those things. And then we think that that's real when realistically it's actually not reality can only, and things can only be real outside of us. Um, And so I guess going back to my experience, when I first started all of this stuff, I had the strategy, I had like the steps, I had a coach, someone guiding me through it. I had all the Mm -hmm. steps there, but I just couldn't do it because my mind was in the wrong place. I was doubting myself, questioning myself. I was so scared of what other people would think. And when I even first started coaching, I was helping people with fitness and Everyone knows that if you want to be fit, you need to go to the gym and go on the treadmill and lift weights. There is like no question about that. No one on the planet doesn't know that. It's just when people are in their own minds, questioning themselves, they don't have like their identity set up to be someone who goes to the gym. That's where um, the imbalance is. So that's how I learned that this stuff is so, 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 so important. Yeah, 100%. Because at the end of the day, it's like, we all know what to do to a certain extent, but are we actually going to do it? That's the biggest question. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So when it comes to, you know, NLP, EFT, time techniques and hypnosis, which are modalities that I know that you're really into, how do these all work together to help with your mindset, to shift your mindset? And specifically, how does it impact the subconscious mind? Mm -hmm. They all kind of work together really nicely and for me i don't usually just choose one thing i do use them all together depending on each client's needs so um for example i was with a client yesterday and the presenting issue we'll call it was a fear of flying however realistically when we got into it so i just literally she hired me to do hypnosis for fear of flying um we met up for our appointment and then we went like way down a rabbit hole that had nothing to do with fear of flying. So mm-hmm. then at that point, then it's like, okay, what techniques are going to be useful for her to get her out of the current story, the current world that she's living in to work through the deeper root issues. So yeah. then it's like a combination of NLP and then we will still do the hypnosis for a fear of flying because that is still there. It's just at a higher level. It's not like the root symptom, the root cause, and then 
EFT is amazing um, to give people tools that they can do on their own when they're not in a coaching session, when they do have stuff come up. Um, maybe, for example, my client with the fear of flying, she can do that on the plane. She can do that when she starts to get anxious before she's getting on the plane. Um, and time is really, really amazing to access people's representations of past experiences or challenges, um, which I love. Time is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a bit more about time? I've talked about this in a podcast episode before, but if you could just give us like a little bit of a deep dive into how that works, like with personal timelines and things like that. Yeah. So our subconscious mind represents everything in symbols and images and each person has their own representation of time. So just a little exercise for your listeners right now. I have a feeling if I were to ask them, um, where is their past and where is their future? They would be able to point in directions that would imply a line. So everyone that's listening, I want you to point to your future. I'm going to point to mine too. (laughs) And then point to your past. (laughs) Right. And so notice everyone that that implies some sort of line. Everyone has a different kind of timeline. It might be represented differently. However, it is exactly right for you. And then what we do now that we have that representation of a person's timeline, we can actually travel along that timeline in the subconscious mind to access past experiences, could be past life, generational, in the womb, after birth, during birth. And then we can go to stuff in the future where we can insert future goals, future experiences, um, Yeah, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's really powerful. Mm -hmm. And so what exactly is the difference, in your opinion, between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind? And why is it important to be doing this work at a subconscious level versus the conscious? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the conscious mind is the goal setter. Mm -hmm. The unconscious mind is the goal getter. So the Mm -hmm. unconscious mind is where all of your beliefs are stored a lot of them you may not even know. I have some that come up sometimes and I'm like, what the heck is that doing? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Where where did that even come from? But like, honestly, this stuff, we just absorb it from when we're younger and the way the people who we are right now, a lot of people are living just by the way they wound up being. They're not living life by um, how they wanted to create it or choosing how it was. You know, we just live the way we wound up being by absorbing all this stuff that goes into our unconscious mind, beliefs about who we are, about who other people are, about what reality is. And that's what drives the goal getting. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't believe that you are um, able to start a coaching business, if you don't believe that you're able to get a promotion, if you don't believe that anyone's going to love you, then you're not going to get those things. You're not going to become the person who gets them. You're not going to be person, become the person who takes the action that is required to achieve those things. So you can say in your mind, for example, like I, I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. I really want to find a relationship. However, if this person who's saying this doesn't believe that mm-hmm. even possible, or they have limiting beliefs about themselves, like I had a lot of stuff around this for me around dating and relationships that I had to uncover, um, like they're not going to either do the stuff to get a relationship. They will sabotage relationships, which is what I did a lot. Yeah. So yeah, that's the difference. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I love, like you said, the goal setter and the goal getter. And yeah, is that 
it's kind of like that program right in the back. If you're trying to do something on a conscious level, but you're not actually addressing what's going on in the program, it will always go back to that. I think there's also like this other metaphor of like a thermostat, right? You sit at a certain level, you can be changing the temperature, but it will always go back to the baseline that it's set at. So yeah, that's why it's so important. And I think that, you know, sometimes it seems like, oh, it's so cliche. Just believe that you can believe in yourself, but that's what it literally comes down to. Because if you don't, like you said, you're not going to take action. So I think very closely related to this, how do you think these mindset tools then work hand in hand with manifestation? Because I think it's just so closely linked and that's something that I'm continuously exploring and sharing in my content, as well as how NLP, hypnosis, subconscious mind goes hand in hand with spirituality and manifesting your dream life. So how do these tools kind of work together for manifestation in your opinion? So we manifest from our subconscious mind and this all goes back to believing what is possible for you or believing what's possible at all. Like Mm -hmm. if we don't think it's possible to make money, then we're not going to be able to manifest that. Right. Mm -hmm. So these tools are amazing to go deep into the subconscious mind where all those beliefs are stored and release and replace them with beliefs that are in alignment with our goals, that are our beliefs that we chose and that do empower us. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff for me in my mindset and manifestation journey has been changing beliefs. Like some of the beliefs that I used to have, um, a big one for me that I uncovered a little while ago was it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah in anything. And I really realized how deep this was even like a couple of weeks ago, how deep this actually ran. And it was like, it's not going to work. So it would just stop me from trying so many different things or even executing on ideas and plans. Um, One of the biggest life changing shifts for me was I did in my NLP training, a single belief change on people don't like me. Mm -hmm. So that stopped me from like, getting into relationships. It held me back in friendships. Um, this kind of stuff I do with clients around money. So yeah, when we can get into the subconscious mind and change those beliefs and do the identity work at a subconscious level, then the manifestation becomes easy because you become the person who already does those things, who already has those things. It's like not even a question. Yeah. So I love using them all like NLP. Oh yeah. I love them all. Hypnosis, all of it for manifestation stuff. Like it's part of my day. I think it just becomes so much part of my daily ritual now around my manifestation process that Mm -hmm. I don't even, it's just, what is it? Unconsciously competent. I think. Yeah. 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 Second nature just happens. Yeah, exactly. So can you tell us a little bit more about your current manifestation process, like from you deciding that, okay, I want to manifest this thing to it actually showing up in your life. Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. (sighs) It's going really fast for me right now. I made a quantum leap a couple of like weeks ago, um, a huge, huge, huge leap a few weeks ago. And this has forced all of this stuff that needed to come up to be worked through all of the beliefs and identity work, um, to come up that needed to be worked through. And I'm like getting lesson after lesson and working through limiting belief after limiting belief. Um, So breaking down the process, I think it's about six steps. So the first thing they do that I do is get clear on what I actually want. Yeah. Uh, So 
for example, for me going to LA to do trainers training to become an NLP trainer, I was like, okay, get clear on that. I know what that is. And then what I do is imaginal work. So usually for me, this is kind of the thing that gets it for me. However, if I'm coming up against resistance for something, then there'll be more steps. But basically what I do is I visualize not the, the actual process of what I want. So I'm using this example of me going to trainer training and having my own certification program. I'm not going to visualize me being at trainers training. I'm not going to visualize like me setting up for the certification and like getting students into it. I'm going to visualize like a week after the certification is done Mm -hmm. and I'm at home relaxing and reflecting back on the week. Or maybe I'm out at a celebratory dinner with friends and family because it was just so successful and everyone's there so supportive, congratulating me. So that is like the main thing that I do with my manifestation process. And usually it works like overnight, sometimes depending on what it is. Like I've had money goals where in the evening before I've gone to bed or I'll do it. I often do this when I'm in bed. So I'm falling asleep thinking about who I am after what I want to happen has happened. Mm-hmm. It's really, really powerful. Um, oh, I think I lost my train of thought now. But that's pretty much where like it will go for me, visualizing it when I'm in bed. Um, and then if I need to, then I'll go through other steps of the next step would be thinking if it's possible. So if I'm feeling resistance around something, really important here. And I learned this recently of someone else who's super amazing and um, an amazing manifestation person. Um, but instead of saying, can I do it? Or is it going to happen for me? All that I do is just say, is it possible? Is it actually possible that I could run a certification program? Or is it actually possible that I could find someone to be in a relationship? Or is it possible that I could actually the, or that, yeah, that I could get a promotion at work. Like, is yeah. it actually possible? Not will it happen? Not can I see all the steps? Just like, is it actually possible? You know? And the answer to that is always yes, because all things are possible. Yeah. And so that really helps release some of the pressure because you're like, oh, it's possible. Well, that's all you need. Yeah. All you need is to know that it's possible. Like nothing else is required. You yeah. just have to know and believe that it's possible. You're like, yeah, that's possible. That's easy. Um, and so then the next thing that I do is identity work. So a lot of who am I going to be when I get there and acting as if, but not acting as if in the way of like spending all the money, buying all the expensive bags and like buying all the stuff. It's just like, who am I going to be when I get there? What am I going to think, feel, act and believe and just step into that person and just, I have no other easy way of explaining except for just like be that person yeah no I completely get it and it's so funny because before our call now like I was just writing out the script for my next YouTube video and that's exactly what I was saying is embodiment in the present because there is no past there is no future so the person that we want to be in the future if we start embodying that person now and start being that person doing the things, saying the things, acting in that way, then that's how then it easily becomes our present. So I absolutely get that. And I love that because it all comes down to the identity level of what we believe to be possible and who we think we are. So that is so amazing. And 
What do you think then is often the biggest thing holding people back from manifesting their desired reality? Because, you know, the steps are clear. It's about really feeling into it, visualizing, embodying it now. But what do you feel like is really the thing that gets people caught up in the process? There's a few things I can speak a lot from like my experience and from the experience of my clients. A lot of it does come down to identity, which Mm -hmm. is subconscious mind stuff, beliefs. Like that is the biggest one. And really just embodying, like you were saying, that person and becoming that person and also enrolling other people in who you are becoming. I used to, like a long time ago, be scared to either tell people what I was doing because I, I was scared they would judge me or I, would, I was scared that if I told someone that I was going to do something and then it wasn't successful, then I would like be embarrassed. So then I held back from telling people like what my, what my big goals were. And then what I realized is the more people I can get to see me as the person who I want to become and the more people I can get to also believe that I am that person and I am going to be that successful. That's putting more of that energy out into the universe. So it's all like not only you doing the identity work and believing who you are, but allow other people to believe that you're that person too. And it's, this isn't about tricking people into like thinking you're a doctor when you're not a doctor. Um, but this is like, if you want to become a successful business person, if you want to get a promotion, like allow other people to think that that's possible for you as well. So a lot of this stuff is identity work. Um, a lot of people tend to focus on the past mm-hmm. and what they've been able to achieve in the past yeah, and use that as a yardstick for what they're able to accomplish. I've totally been stuck there. A hundred percent. That was literally what I was thinking about just this morning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Oh my goodness. So much, so much. Yeah. And it's only recently as well that I've done a lot of work around this over the past few years, but now it's starting to kick in instead of it being an active process of me having to catch my thoughts when they were going down that rabbit hole, now it's becoming a passive process where those are the automatic thoughts of looking to the future rather than looking to the past. So now it's kind of like just kicking in to be a natural flow process rather than having to like actively catch myself and do it hard or not hard, but like, you know, do it actively. Um, And something else that I really see is people using fear or discomfort as a reason to give up or as a reason to hold back. Cause when we feel that fear and that discomfort, it's like, Oh no, I'm feeling this. And like, I don't want to feel this. So I have to back away. I have to back away or I have to hold off or I have to not like push further. But that those feelings are literally like the fence that needs to be jumped to get to where the grass is greener in quotes here. Like, that is what that is what it takes is getting through those things because if you don't get through those things then you're always going to be in the exact same place and it's it's amazing to have that mindset shift of just being like oh this fear and this discomfort is a sign that i'm on the right path and i only have to get through those feelings all i have to do is get through them or decide to drop them, which is also a possibility that also can be done. It's harder sometimes for some people. Um, and then once that's done, you get to the other side, like you're there. That's it. Yeah. That's the finish line. A lot of times too, we think it's a lot harder to get past those feelings and to transcend that than it actually is. It comes down to a decision like, you know what? 
I'm going to do this in spite of the discomfort because I want to grow because where I want to get to is so much more important than this fear. And the moment that you decide, it's like an instant that it happens. But yeah, yeah. like I completely agree that as long as we're consistent, as long as we don't give up, we just keep on acting and pushing through despite the discomfort, like there is no way really that we can't get to what we want to manifest. It's kind of like the universal law that it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And something that is like a little more advanced and something that I've kind of been learning as well is that the fear and the discomfort are not a requirement for you to do the actions to get to where you want to go. I think a lot of people hold on to those feelings because they think that they need to hold on to them for some reason. Like it's going to be different for everyone. However, you can drop those feelings and still get to where you want to go. Yeah. So there's like a couple different things here. And as people get more and more into personal development and like hypnosis and NLP and this identity work, it becomes easier and easier just to say, all right, maybe I don't have as much money as I want right now. So instead of being worried and having fear and self-doubt about my money situation, I'm going to drop those feelings and still take the action I need to take to, wh- to get to where I want to go, to get to the other side, mm-hmm. right? It's not like it has to be fear and doubt and action. Mm-hmm. It can just be the action that you need to take. Yeah. But that, can be, that can be harder for people to just like release and let go of those things. A hundred percent. And I think like when you can get to that point, that's when it becomes so beautiful because it's like I'm choosing to allow ease and flow as I manifest instead of thinking that, oh, it has to be very hard. I have to have this pain first in order to move. It's like, oh, wait, but I can still get there even without all the pain. Yeah. And something else um, that I learned of someone else is And that I apply sometimes as well is, okay, I have fear and I have doubt, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to get what I want. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a loophole. Yeah, I'm allowed to have fear and doubt and still manifest what I want. Mm -hmm. Because it's up to us. Like we create our own manifestation process and how it works for us. So we can create loopholes. And if it's really hard for someone to let go of the fear and the doubt, and then they're thinking like, oh my gosh, Because we're told like, just feel good, just feel good, just raise your vibe and you'll get whatever you want. And like, that's nice, but you know, sometimes it's just fluffy and it's not helpful. Um, So for people who maybe are experiencing that and they're like, I just can't let go of the fear. And like, maybe they think that they're not going to manifest what they want. You can just create a loophole and just say, okay, I have fear, I have doubt and I can still get my manifestation. I can still get it. Even though I have those things, it's actually possible. Yeah, that's so empowering. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think like when it comes to, you know, manifestation, the state of certainty is like so important because when you're certain, it's like you automatically trust, which means you automatically let go of attachment as well. And alongside with certainty, I want to talk a little bit about confidence because I know, like you mentioned, you help coaches, um, you know, with confidence and showing up online. Um, and I know that for a lot of coaches, lightworkers, other people on the online space, gaining that confidence to be seen and to put themselves out there to share their message, to be vulnerable can be one of the scariest things starting out, even 
after they start out. It can still kind of come up being something that's scary. So what are your top tips for stepping into your most confident self and to really gain that sense of certainty in what you have to offer? That of course then also helps with manifestation. Mm-hmm. So one of the things here is very similar to what I was just saying in in manifestation is that confidence isn't a requirement for taking action. Mm -hmm. Like there is no rules of the universe that says you must feel confident before you do the thing that you want to do. So understanding that can be really helpful for um, a lot of people and just saying, okay, I have the fear and I can still take the action. Um, That again, maybe is like an advanced thing. (laughs) Something that I did was and I still do to this day frequently is put myself in uncomfortable positions. So Mm -hmm. not, not dangerous. I'm not saying in a dangerous situation or anything, but like talk to a stranger or do an Instagram story in public or do an Instagram story at all. Like I purposely put myself in situations that maybe I'm like, Oh, that might feel a little uncomfortable so I can get through it. And Again, this I might be giving like a lot of advanced tips here, but they're gonna <laughs> I be love really them. <laughs> they're gonna be really helpful. Um, and the point of this is to practice putting yourself yeah. in uncomfortable situations. And I learned this off um, I forget what her name is, but she created Spanx. And so mm-hmm. she does this. She's like a billionaire now, but she will put herself in uncomfortable situations and if she or embarrassing situations, so like embarrass herself on purpose so that she just like it stops being a thing for her. She doesn't care. She's so she'll sing in elevators or whatever. I haven't gotten that far down. I won't sing in an elevator. I dance and sing <laughs> to myself at the gym, like that kind of stuff. I don't care. I'll sing when I'm walking down the street. It, it, it doesn't bother me anymore. However, a year ago, no heckin' way would I have done that. <laughs> but now, like now, you know, it's, it's practice and, um, Practice is really, really important. So for people like um, a lot of my clients, they're creating brands and coaching businesses. So it's being online, recording a podcast, recording a YouTube video, stories or whatever, and practice it without the pressure of it needing to go somewhere. So a lot of the times I'll tell my clients, just record something, just record a podcast. It doesn't have to go anywhere right now, but just record it. Just get like, get comfortable with that talk to yourself on your phone with the camera facing you and like film it and just practice that way. Just the little baby step stuff that you can practice to just get more and more comfortable because it does get to a point where it just becomes easier and it's not as scary. It really, like my coach told me this quite a while ago and she was like, go on Instagram stories. I better see an Instagram story every single day. And once you get used to it, it'll just become easy. And I was like, oh my God, no, I can't. I'm so scared. What are people going to think? And now I'm just like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I completely feel that. That was like me in live videos last year where I would literally feel like vomiting before I click mm-hmm. live. And then what I ended up doing was um, when IGTV came out last year, I made it a commitment every single day to just record a video, talk about whatever and post it. And then I got very comfortable with it because I was like, wait a minute, if I can prop my camera, my phone up like this and just record a random video, then I can do the same thing, but with a live button. It's literally the same thing, but it's just like the way that I was thinking about it. So that totally helped a lot was like changing my mind around that to be like, wait, if I can get comfortable with this and I practice this and it's basically the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. And I remember 
Um, I've shared this a couple of times, but when I first started my podcast, I can't remember what episode it was. It might've been like three or four or something like that. I was so, so nervous to record, to even record a podcast mm-hmm. episode. I had to drink half a bottle of wine. <laughs> so nervous. And now I just record and I don't even edit it unless I sneeze or the dog farts or something. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even edit it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but it's exactly right. Sorry, what you were saying about like changing just your mind about how you see it and just changing your perspective on how you view the thing that you're doing. Yeah, because you start to realize like, wait a minute, it's actually the same thing, but it's just like I'm all of a sudden worried that because I'm on a live video, I'm going to behave in a different way than if I were recording a video, but it's the same thing. It's just recording a video. (laughs) So it's really, it's really cool when we can kind of like call out our own BS in these situations. And I think related to, you know, having that confidence to show up and just like really stepping into that next level version of you the infamous limiting belief that comes up that I know this one personally so well, a lot of my clients, people in my community always talk about this is I am not good enough, right? It's kind of like what everything fundamentally comes down to any fears that we have. So what are some of your best tricks for working with the, I am not good enough, especially when we are doing like the big, scary, uncomfortable thing, um, or really taking those leaps and just growing to get to where we want to go. And all of a sudden it's like, it just comes back full force. Like I'm not good enough to do this. Like what are some of the things that you would normally do in a situation like that? So this one comes up, I've done a lot of work around this as well, because Mm -hmm. I think it's just so huge for so many people. And what I have learned is there are so many different, like I've done work around this and then it pops up again, like (laughs) in another situation or something. So for (laughs) me, like this work is ongoing, Um, but all of the stuff that we've been talking about, like NLP doing specific NLP techniques to actually change the beliefs. Mm -hmm. NLP techniques to change how we represent the the belief and the feelings in our body is really, really huge. Uh-huh. Um, hypnosis is so good. Hypnosis is like my favorite yeah, thing. Me too. The best. <laughs> yeah. Um, EFT is really good. So just doing a tapping on whatever it is that you're thinking and feeling about that situation, allow it to come up and explore it a little. Definitely explore it and say, okay, why do I think I'm not good enough? When did I decide that? Is this belief fine? Is it true? And then what I like to do is write down reasons why I am good enough. Write down reasons why I am. And sometimes for some people, if they, this is like another advanced technique is to maybe view it as this is the, what if it's like a certain thing that they're trying to do, that's the thing that they need to do to get to the other side of that I'm not good enough Thing. It's like almost like a, a lesson from the universe. The universe is putting in front of you and giving you the opportunity to get over that belief and to yeah. get through it. And you just have to do the thing that needs to be done rather than just saying, oh no, I can't do that. I'm scared. I'm not good enough. Um, it's doing the thing anyway. Yeah. A hundred percent. Completely agree with that. And especially when you're saying like asking yourself, is this belief even mine? That's like a huge one for me these days that I'm really exploring is like, 
wait a minute, but I never actively chose to believe this. It was just kind of like absorbed by my subconscious when I was young. So wait a minute, this baggage, these beliefs aren't mine. And then instantly it's like you loosen that sense of attachment to them, which makes them so much easier to let go. So that's definitely a really great point to explore. Mm -hmm. And so what does your daily alignment or spiritual practice looks like for staying grounded in your truth and just feeling inspired every single day to share your light work? Meditation is really huge for me. I'm actually doing a 10-day silent meditation course Ooh, in September, which is going to be wild. So cool. Yeah, I'm super, super excited about that. But meditation is just key. Yeah. Key, like one of the most important ones. Um, my daily imaginal work that I do, especially when I'm laying down to go to bed, and I do it in the morning as well, just visualizing the successful outcome of my day. I will wake up and say, today was an amazing day. I'm so grateful for the, everything that I experienced today. As like presupposing that everything went well in my day. And sometimes I forget to do that. And I notice the days that I forget to do that. Mm -hmm. But this, I want everyone to just try this like a couple of times to just in the morning, as soon as you wake up, say how grateful you are for all the amazing things that happen in your day. Like even going through my drive to work was amazing. My dinner date was amazing and, and why, and then like, it'll change a whole lot. Um, what else do I do? I meditate and I journal. That's huge for me writing out all the identity stuff, the successful completion of all the things I'm manifesting and voice noting myself, like voice recording myself saying who I am at my next level and like my ideal identity and how my life is going and all the manifestations that I have that are successful. And those, I, yeah, those are the key things. And then like working out is huge for me as well. Mm -hmm. I love the voice note idea. I definitely oh, have to try so that because I've heard too that your subconscious mind is more open to your voice. So when mm -hmm. you are the one saying these things, like it'll go in even more. So that's genius. I'm totally going to try. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> and even, even, um, saying it to yourself as you're watching yourself in the mirror, like brushing your teeth mm -hmm. or something like you can just repeat it in your mind over and over again. But yeah, saying, saying things out loud makes them real. Yeah. Our voice carries a vibration. So when we're speaking these things into reality, like we're putting that vibration out into the world. I like literally just got goosebumps as you said <laughs> that. I was like, yes. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Amazing. So what keeps you motivated? And just like, you know, like even when fears come up or challenges come your way, like what keeps you going, like focused on your bigger vision? literally focusing on the vision. Like I, I imagine I do a lot of imaginal visualization work a lot, yeah. a lot, like all the time, even for this podcast interview, I'll do a time technique where I go into the future 15 minutes past the successful completion of the interview. I do it when I am working with clients. Mm -hmm. If I'm like maybe feeling something like a little bit of fear or whatever, I'll just go past, you know, 15 minutes past the successful completion. And even with my certification, I go to the future and I see myself in the space with the students. And then a week after just being so excited and so grateful for everyone and like getting emails from them, like visualizing, getting emails from people um, saying how grateful they are. So a lot, a lot of imaginal work in support system. Mm -hmm. I am manifesting the most amazing friendships and connections. It's so like I shift 
I shift because of the people that I meet in my life and the people that, that I get to interact with and all of the people in my life challenge me and shift me in so many different ways. Some it's hard because they challenge me to really look in deep at who I am being with that specific person. And then there are some that like challenge me in a way that they question my beliefs and question like, like limiting beliefs or they question, you know, where I'm doubting myself and why I'm doubting myself in a way that lifts me up and pushes Mm -hmm. me. So support system is just huge. Yeah, completely agree. Having that solid support of just like, not just people to, you know, listen to you, but really people to encourage you and just empower you to that next level is so key. And so what are you planning now in your next level reality? I know you have this certification coming up, but what other exciting things are you brewing up in your life? That's the big one right now, because it's a lot of like I'm changing my whole identity. I've Mm -hmm. had to step out of the identity of coach and into the identity of trainer and owner of a training company and even moving. I'm moving from Canada back to Australia. So now I'm stepping into the identity of that. And like, those are the things that are, that I'm planning right now. Um, That's the main, the main thing really is like, like that's where, all of my focus is going and also um, being on TV and being on radio or whatever it is like being on stage and being in front of people to speak about these modalities that we get to use that are amazing and change people's lives and like setting the intention with my unconscious mind to come up with ideas and other ways that I can spread this message, whether it be at schools or whatever. So it's those tiny little things are also coming in as well. And the main focus right now of who I'm becoming and what I'm creating is this um, certification training program to help other people who want to help other people. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Like I think spreading like NLP hypnosis time EFT is so important because like these are the things that I wish we learned in school you know maybe a little bit less trigonometry and more for your mind so definitely like going into schools to do that would be so meaningful and helpful for the next generation so if you pray for yourself one mantra to reaffirm your badassery as I call it what would it be maybe you already have one that you normally use so I have two mantras that I am living by right now. Mm. The first one is that I talk to myself more than I listen to myself. Mm. And I heard this a few weeks ago and I'm just like, it took me to a whole nother level of consciously creating and choosing my thoughts because not only was it just like a lot, like a lot of people and even for me the idea of creating reality and choosing your thoughts i was in the place that okay thoughts will come up and then i will choose whether i keep them or get rid of them and then when i heard this i was like actually no i'm going to talk to myself and and that's how i'm going to choose my thoughts i'm going to choose them and then speak them to myself and like constantly having in inner dialogue conversations with myself all the time like super positive about everything and then just the reminder of I talk to myself more than I listen to myself Mm -hmm. and the other one is all things are possible all things are possible I just repeat it like all the time all things are possible I manifest so fast all of my manifestations come true no matter what like and that's like positive affirmations as well like all that stuff 
Yeah, I love that. And I can literally feel your certainty like emanating all the way from <laughs> over here across the country. So it's awesome. Amazing. <laughs> good, good. I'm going to send those vibes to you. Yes. Everyone who's listening. Yes. And so how can my audience find more about you? How can they connect with you, learn more about working with you and just benefiting from all of your high vibes and your great content? Uh, so my website is brookalexander.co. My Instagram is also brookalexander.co. Uh, what else do I have? I have a podcast called the Brooke Alexander show. Ooh, and awesome. where else am I? I don't know. I feel like I'm on, I'm in all the places you search Brooke Alexander. You'll find me. Perfect. There's a few of us, but <laughs> hopefully I'm at the top of the list. Yeah. And I'll link everything down in the show notes for everyone for easy access. So thank you so much for coming on the Badass Lightworker podcast today. It was so nice to have you. And honestly, I'm just getting so excited about all the advanced techniques and wisdom that you share with us. And I'm sure that my listeners are feeling the same way. So thank you so much again for your time. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to come onto your podcast and, and share this with other people. I'm so grateful. How amazing was that interview? I am personally just so grateful for all the wisdom that Brooke shared with us. And hopefully this interview has helped you and just given you new inspiration when it comes to mindset and manifestation. So be sure to head on over to the show notes to check Brooke out over on Instagram, on her website. And she's also been so nice to include for you guys a free manifestation hypnosis, which is all linked below. So be sure to check it out, give her some love. And I really hope you guys enjoyed this interview as much as we did creating it. And I cannot wait to catch you on the next episode of the Badass Lightworker podcast. Until then, stay light and shine bright, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Badass Lightworker podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and this podcast, I would be forever grateful if you can subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, as that helps more badass lightworkers find this podcast. Let's be sure to keep in touch. You can find me over on Instagram at PSMLA, on Facebook and my Facebook group, Badass Lightworker Tribe, or over on my website, PSMLA.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, go out there, shine your light and make some massive impact. I love you.